Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pro Wrestling Audio with Jack Bonza. But today we're here with uh, Rocky Romero, the king of sneaky style as well. How are you doing, Rocky? I am doing pretty good. I mean, the world is crazy, but uh, I am still <laughs> here and uh, <laughs> I'm doing well. That's, uh, that's really good to hear, man. Uh, where are you at the moment? It's about, uh, it's three o'clock in Australia, but that means it's... It's uh, 10 p.m. here in uh, Los Angeles. In Los Angeles, right, man. Yeah. That's good. I so actually you... fell asleep. I took a little nap and like <laughs> woke up. I was like, oh, I got to do this interview. My wife was like, now at 10 o'clock? I was like, yeah, yeah, it's in Australia. So. Well, me too. I had to wake up early to make sure I was here by 3 p.m. <laughs> What, isolation, you usually wake isolation up. Comes, yeah. man. Like, you know, you stay that's, up five, six in the morning. That is true, though. That's why I fell asleep so early because I, I, I was doing really well in the beginning of this whole quarantine. So now it's been, we were talking off air, it's been about eight weeks or so for us as well. And you guys, about two months or so. So um, in the beginning, I was doing so good. I was working out so great. Diet was so good. I was like all motivated. I was like, I am going to use this time so wisely. Now we're at the back end of it. Now it's like, it's such a pain in the ass. So it's like, uh, I, uh, I've, I started falling asleep like so late, like 5am, exactly 4am the other yeah. last night. And then I woke up at like nine. So then I was like, Oh, why am I doing this to myself? So <laughs> I take a nap, probably not gonna be able to go back to sleep. But I'm gonna go back to sleep at like 7am tomorrow morning. You'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty brutal. So if you get bored, just call me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Yeah, that was, that was one of the fun things, trying to organize the times. I'm sending you a message going, oh, yeah, we can do it about 3 o'clock on like 6 or 7 hours from now or tomorrow. What does tomorrow mean to you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. so, exactly. It's good, man. But, like, I'm looking at your uh, – I mean, people can only hear us, but I'm looking at your setup. You've got a real professional-looking setup there, man. That's, uh, that's yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, the, I got the whole mic and the – whatever this is. I forgot what it's called, but it's supposed to help you like sound better and not like spit all over the microphone. But oh. um, yeah, but uh, yeah, no, I use it to record music. And, uh, and then now also the uh, Talking Shop podcast that I got with uh, Carl Anderson and Doc Gallows, formerly of uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Man, formerly of the Bullet Club. <laughs> formerly of <laughs> as well. No, the... Um, yeah, so you got a new uh, you got a new song coming out May twenty two. I didn't I didn't realize you actually recorded all the stuff from home, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I record all my stuff at home. Uh, usually, I make the beats and stuff too, and then I rap over yeah. them. But um, I just kind of recently uh, started working with this producer. He's actually out of Tasmania, of all places, and uh, so a little close to you. And yeah. uh, and and he uh, he sent me some beats and. Uh, we kind of met through a, a mutual friend who's a rapper and uh, he actually made a song. It's called new Japan. And uh, so I, I, I ended up doing like the remix and doing a verse for that. And then we, I don't know, he's just hit it off. He's like super cool. And uh, we started sending me beats and I just started like listening to him. And then one day I was like, I don't know. I just started hearing this stuff in my head and I was like, I'm going to start putting stuff down. He's like, great. And then he liked it. And he was like, you want to just do like a whole project together, like five, six song EP. And I was like, yeah, you know, so like perfect timing, like with all this, because you normally I would be so busy that it would be hard to, uh, you know, work on a project like that. But it's been, you know, pretty easy. We already recorded about like four songs. So uh, this song someday is coming out May 22nd. And uh, that's the first song that you guys are here. There's a video coming out to it, you know, that I did in my house in quarantine. And uh, my buddy Alex Kozlov, a former uh, uh, wrestler, uh, he's doing the editing for it. and 
I don't know. This whole project just came about and I, I, I'm excited for it. That's awesome. It's awesome you managed to turn the downtime into something really productive like that too because that's that can be hard to do, you know, like getting that motivation. Yeah. Uh, I'm feeling it like now. Like I said, I was super motivated in the beginning, but now it's, it's yeah. been a little harder. <laughs> but but I still, but like now, like, um, you know, things that I started eight weeks ago are starting to come into fruition now, you know, so which is kind yeah. of cool. That's great, man. Also, you mentioned you do a podcast, Talking Shop, with, uh, with Anderson and Gallows. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, we started that, I think we're going into our seventh, seventh or eighth episode. So yeah. And we, we kind of started that because we had a, this, this podcast back when everybody was still together in New Japan in like 2015. We did it for about a year, year and a half or so. Um, and, you know, we, we kind of did it, but this wasn't really like when podcasts were like banging like they are, you know, now. So, um, we, you know, we kind of went away for a while. We were all tired of doing it by the, by the time, you know, by the year and a half. And I was like, oh, I'm never going to do a podcast again. It was just too much work. And then, you know, the opportunity, we had kind of kept talking about it and teasing it, teasing it. They came down to L.A. and um, they were doing a show there for like a Raw or something. I was like, why'd you just come down? We'll just record a couple episodes and we'll just go from there. And we recorded it. We put it out. Got a great response. So we just kept doing it. And then, you know, not knowing that all, you know, the world was going to change and then their world was going to change even more. Um, And, uh, you know, like four weeks in or something, we were the number one uh, podcast uh, in sports and sports category on, uh, on Apple podcast, which is, crazy so uh it's been it's been uh, a wild ride yeah that's amazing the um so what's it about talking shop talking wrestling just talking about everything that's going on or? literally just talk a shop it's like you know uh kind of like how we are now we you know we all three of us just telling stories and just talking bullshit <laughs> that comes to our <laughs> minds and mouths and uh yeah i mean there you know we really don't really have a format or anything um we're a little more regimented, but like we have a producer now, so he tries to keep us on track. Because yeah. usually it's like, we're, this is the type of podcast where we're going to, we're going to, okay, this is today's episode and we're going to tell you about this one story and then we never get to it. Because <laughs> it, it just goes off into <laughs> something else, you know? So, uh, but it's been cool. You know, we've had uh, some some really cool people that uh, we, we've talked shop with that they, we've guests and stuff. Um, this uh, upcoming week, we have Eric Bischoff, which I was super wow. excited to talk about. Yeah like crazy never met him i think you know i think i want him to be my dad now i mean he's like so cool (laughs) he's just cool he's a smart guy and uh like he's got his own beer label does he still yeah he's got his own beer yeah Yeah, we talked about that nightmare the thing is we're about to make or do our own beer too so we were asking for advice on the podcast and he's like well that was this has probably been the most expensive thing that i've ever done and he's like I'd say don't do it. And we're like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that drops um, this week. And, um, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, just think like that. I mean, the opportunities that have come out of it during this quarantine, especially when people have more time, is just amazing. We, you know, to be able to talk to Eric Bischoff like that was just a dream come true. You know, I, I, like, I, I was starting to get a little sentimental because the first thing I, I, I talked to him, he says um, – he tells me, uh, oh, Rocky, we've never met before. And I go, no, we've never met. I said, but, uh, you know, I, I feel a certain affection towards you because of what you've kind of done for me and, you know, not even knowing it. And he was like, well, what's that? What do you mean? And I said, well, you know, you started this 
cruiserweight division in, in you know, WCW and, and really put a focus on smaller wrestlers. And that really opened up the door for me to have a, a, a career and be successful uh, to this point in my life, you know, and, uh, and if it wasn't for you, and for a lot of us who, who you know aren't big guys, you, I mean, you really opened that door and, and made a path for us. And he's like, and he, I don't know, it was just cool. He's like, okay, so you want me to start crying now? <laughs> like it was, a, it was just cool. He was like, like I said, just big ups to Papa Eric Bischoff, easy eat. Uh, yeah, I don't think like I mean, I don't know what he realizes. I've not met Eric Bischoff either, but I don't think a lot of people really conceptualize just how much WCW did for everyone yeah, you know a like short amount of time too. yeah because they didn't they didn't really exist what were they like five oh no, it was 2001 so what was that like eight years really that they were around maybe yeah yeah it's yeah, like, like while they were like important well yeah yeah while, yeah, while yeah, they were really yeah. doing i think but like and then this like we still talk about them constantly now like the yeah. it was such a top time um in wrestling and then opening the cruiserweights bringing out a lot of the uh the mexican wrestlers wrestlers and putting them in the front line and the Japanese wrestlers who came across mm-hmm. like uh, Ultimo Dragon and that, like, it's just, it's really easy. European wrestlers. That- I mean, really, really is such an international flavor that WCW had. Um, and, and just like you said, they have all walks of life, all these different type of styles. You start, you know, some guys that, re- you know, were still doing that European kind of hard style, you know, and then I don't know, should the, you know, like you said, the, uh, the luchadors, I mean, I think people take for granted now. Like, I mean, even at PWA when we train, you know, like we have Mike Quackenbush come down and he teaches us a lot of Lucha Libre. You know, we do the Fale Dojo stuff and we have from Robbie Eagles and stuff who, and Will Ospreay comes out. We learn like more of the Japanese wrestling and then Jimmy Havoc's there too. We, we learn more of the British style wrestling. Like we get a lot of that stuff, but you know, if WCW never happened, though the knowledge of those different styles and those people coming down and traveling around, like maybe it would have come out, but maybe not, you know, that was like, yeah. That was the real start of it when you start to really think about it like that. Right. Because, so, you know, you, you had to think about it. WWE never, or, you know, even WWF at that time, they never really put an emphasis on, like, that kind of style. It was more about your character, right? It's always about character kind of stuff, more driven than, like, a style or type of wrestling that could be a part of your character, right? But they never really uh, focused on that. I feel like WCW, like you said, was the ones that really made that a thing and kind of, like, taught, uh, you know, educated the audience about these, you know, where these people were coming from, what it's like there, you know, oh, Yuji Nagata is coming from, you know, Japan. This guy is a former blah, 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 blah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like WWF. Yeah, he's outside of their company. Exactly. Exactly. The old WWF used to do that in the 80s, right? But I think, you know, once Vince took it over and, and you know, he wanted to be the uh, the main guy, he, he didn't really acknowledge anything else. Yeah. That was cool, man. But yeah, talking about that, there's still plenty of stuff going on with uh, New Japan World as well. Yeah, yeah. New Japan World is uh, actually, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but um, Harold May, the uh, the president and CEO of, of New Japan, just uh, made like a 9, 12 minute, 9, 10 minute, 11 minute video about uh, kind of the state of New Japan and kind of why they haven't done uh, empty arena matches and what their next steps and goals. I mean, I got to say, I think, you know, and it's not just because I work for them, but I think that the way that New Japan has kind of uh, represented themselves during this whole, you know, situation has just been really top-notch. And uh, I, it makes you feel good that you you do work for a company like that who, who's really caring about uh, their performers and the staff and, you know, all the different people, you know, all the levels. And, and you know, of course, this is 
got to be hurting the company, you know, not being able to put on shows, of course, financially, but um, they've really, uh, you know, been, been on it. They were one of the first companies to start sending people home uh, in Japan, you know, so, uh, you know, the staff that, that works in the office. And uh, I don't know, I've been proud of them and, and just the way they've handled it has been great. And they seem to already have a, like a really good plan of how, and you know, how they're going to come back. They don't know when exactly they're going to come back, but uh, you know, they are going to be, you know, take people's temperatures. They're talking about, you know, social distancing within the arenas, uh, having stations that you can easily, you know, clean your hands. Um, you know, everybody's going to be wearing masks and that's already a mask wearing culture. So it's not even, you know, a big deal about that. And um you know, they're eliminating smoking stations, you know, so I mean, they're really thinking about the future. And, and that's, it's pretty cool. And they're even talking, uh, I saw on, um, on another news thing, but in Japan there, I think Kodak is making a test, a COVID test that will that you can get the results in like 70 or 80 minutes, something like that. Wow. So that could be a thing. Yeah, for, you know, wrestlers and staff, and, you know, maybe part time, I don't know, you know, who knows what what will happen. But uh, I mean, it's, it's just really cool to see that they're kind of thinking about all this, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I uh, just, just looking at it from an outsider's perspective, of course, you'd know more internal stuff that we probably won't really talk about so much, but like just from an outsider's perspective, it really just looks like, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously losing money the same as everyone else, but they didn't, they didn't drop staff, you know, they, they didn't, they didn't cut a bunch of contracts. They didn't do whatever. They, right. they actually really put their people first and it's just kind of i mean we're, we're there for the wrestling we're there to watch the product i mean that's all you really should expect out of somebody but it is kind of nice to know that the thing the company you are watching that is producing that you're supporting actually does care about people um, right right it's kind of nice to say but they're doing a lot more stuff too like i mean you're talking about like yeah. the, uh, the 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 downtime and being able to do some stuff there's a lot more uh, english-speaking content going out right like uh kevin kelly and that uh, and you probably are doing a lot yeah of uh yeah i'm doing some stuff they they have me doing um i've actually been doing i just did recorded another one the other night of, um, i'm like teaching in, wrestling english to like i think <laughs> it's for more like the japanese uh fans which is yeah. kind of cool um i never thought i would be an english teacher teacher i could barely talk so uh, <laughs> as you can see but um uh, that's been fun. Yeah, they're just like adding a lot of like fun personality stuff. I, I just watched uh, a Chaos Roundtable with like oh, Yano yeah. and Okada and Goto and Yoshihashi and Ishii. And it was hilarious because it's so yeah. funny. And yeah. they're just like basically, you know, like shooting the shit, catching up and everything. Um, but, you know, these are guys that are all together all the time. You know, we're on the Chaos bus. You know, we probably see each other more than we see our family sometimes, you know, so... Uh, and then just stop. So everybody's just kind of like getting back in the groove and talking and catching up. And it's actually really funny. And they, they've just put the English subtitles on Gino <laughs> Gambino, who I'm sure you're familiar with as yeah, well has a, has a new show with, uh, you know, with the bullet club guys. And, I, I uh, saw him. Uh, I don't know if it's his show or if he was just on it, but it was something like five shots, five questions. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's that, what it that's is. Tama, yeah. Oh, sorry. yeah, I just thought yeah, that I think was Tama and Gino. Yeah, they're doing that. Yeah. Probably one of the best ideas for an online <laughs> show. <laughs> uh, I thought that was fantastic, but no, nah, man, it's it's really cool. Lots of stuff going on at the moment, man. So that's um, and they're putting out like a bunch of old, uh, just like old matches that haven't been up on there that they hadn't yeah, right. really gotten to, you know, because they've got this extensive library, oh, yeah. so they got to go back through, you know. So, uh, and Kevin's been adding commentary to those, and it's just, it's pretty 
it's pretty awesome. New Japan World is 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 great, and anybody who hasn't uh, had the opportunity to check it out, I always say give it a month. Start on the first because you you if you start at the first, you get the full thirty days. Check it out for thirty days. If you don't like, it's only costs like ten ten bucks American, and yeah. uh, you know you can just see if you don't want it. But I trust me, you, you're gonna want to keep it. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I accidentally had two subscriptions for the longest time because I couldn't work really? out the Japanese website. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to cancel the subscription. It was a lot easier to sign up than it was to cancel. It. No, no, it's all. It's Just call your bank, man. Just call your bank, man. It's improved. A, it's improved a lot. Yeah, the English-speaking version of the website has improved dramatically since I started it's, watching. They've been putting a lot of work into it. Clearly, that that's kind of always been the the thing. You know, it's like in the beginning they were so I think eager to finally get it to work for for you know they added the PayPal option, which is like a huge deal. You know, yeah. Because um, I don't even, I don't think in pay, uh, they use PayPal much in Japan. So um, when they finally added that, because all the other you know English speaking countries use that, so game changer. And that's and you know they've constantly working on. Uh, making the site better, like you said, for for English speaking uh, people. That's what I say. I signed up years and years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so now, now that it's now that it's back, but I've stuck with it. You know what I mean? Like it's the number one right. thing that I watch all the time. It's just there's so much cool stuff on there. It's really tremendous. So much stuff, and I, it's cool. I'm so glad that they're adding all that old stuff. Uh, mm. I, you know, I I recently the, I I do a thing. I don't want to tell you the match yet because like it hasn't come out yet because I want people to be excited. But there's a really cool classic match uh between i'll just say a certain mass man and a certain uh man from the uk who's trained at the uh snake pit and this is like 83 84 so i'll let you guess kind of who it is just completely classic match when you talk about two small guys that change the game this is the one you know yeah, right. so um so i i talk about that and i kind of like uh you know do like a little uh intro into it and it's like how am i doing this and you know, they're going to put this up on, on new Japan world for the first time. And it's like, yeah. this is crazy. You know, like, <laughs> man, I don't know about you, but like, especially living in Australia, like uh, when we first started in Australia, like you walk into the training school, there's, I mean, speaking like in Australian wise, there's nothing going on wrestling wise. There's mm -hmm. nothing like you walk in there and guys are like, well, how do I get to WWE or something? And like the trainers will literally first day be like, just so everyone is aware, you will never make anything of yourself in wrestling. We just want to set those expectations right now. And then like, and then for years later for like, you know, me to be wrestling Jushin Thunder Liger three weeks before he retires in Sydney, you know, to have a match with Yuji Nagata in Sydney right. in front of 3,500 people, just those, those, those small opportunities of things that like five years before that, if somebody had said, you do this, I'd be like, Come on, come on. No way in the world would anything like that ever happen in a million years. It really, like the wrestling world, especially for us Aussies, has gotten a lot like more accessible. Right, uh, right. So, yeah, I don't know if it's the same for you, like growing up in wrestling and then thinking one day, well, one day you're going to be doing this thing for New Japan. And that's just <laughs> Man, you know what? I mean, you, you know, I, I always like had the goal. The one thing I never thought I would, who I never thought I would wrestle or work for the WWF. This is like fi at 15 years old. I was like, mm. Hey, I don't want to wrestle for, I was, a, I was one of those kids. I was yeah. like, I don't want to wrestle for WWF, but I'll watch all their pay-per-views every Sunday <laughs> <laughs> and, and watch Monday Night Raw every Monday. But, um, and, uh, and I always thought that it was because of WCW. I always thought that like, Oh, I bet you if I wrestle, and these places, and I had a plan. I was like, if I wrestle in Mexico first, and I might get a chance to go. I like I because 
Eddie and uh, you know uh, Jericho and all these guys had had done that route. I was like, if I can mimic that route, I bet you I'll get to WCW. That was my plan, you know. And then I was like, by way of ECW because I thought ECW was cool. So right. like, I, I figured like for sure I'm gonna be able to make a big splash there. Okay. This is just, I was a kid, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know the fuck I'm talking about. So. Um, uh, so yeah, so I mean, I thought that WCW was was a feasible place to end up, but never the WWF. And then, of course, I, I like I wanted to go to Japan, but I just figured I would be you know wrestling for like a maybe like a one off show, like one time, you know, like independent show, and then boom, I'm I'm in Japan at least, you know. But I never thought the opportunity of wrestling for New Japan would be like a thing, and then having a career uh, in New Japan like like this is just like it's beyond my expectations. I've I've reached farther goals than I ever thought that I, I ever would. Um, and it's just kind of the way of the world. I mean, they made a dojo in Los Angeles right. and, you know, they were looking for anybody to show up at that moment. And I was the first, I heard about, it, I was the first one there, you know, setting up the ring and doing whatever I had to do to, to just, you know, they were like, Oh yeah, if you want to train, go ahead. I mean, you put up the ring, you might as well. Right. And then Antonio Noki walks in and he's like uh-huh. stretch, stretching the fuck out of us, you know, yeah. like, so, um, and then, you know, that was kind of the first wave of, of, of Aussies that I kind of got introduced to, yeah. you know, uh, Hartley Jackson, Mikey Nichols, David yeah. Storm. They kind of came into the dojo uh, with Anderson, myself, and uh, Fergal, uh, Finn Balor. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how this whole connection got started with those guys. And then, you know, they took the stuff that they learned, they took it back to Perth and Adelaide and those places. And, um, and then kind of didn't hear about anybody from the Aussie scene too much. And then, you know, finally later Jonah, you know, made a big splash, you know, and, yeah. and then now it seems like, you know, there's so many, and especially women, there's a lot of uh, females that are yeah. coming out of Australia really doing big things, which is just yeah. crazy. I don't know if you've heard of this wrestler, Madison Eagles. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I look around just <laughs> What a sweet, sweet woman. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Well, the, the the reason why I bring that up, well, one, there was this whole thing with Rocky and Robbie never having heard of Madison, and then he met her. Like, <laughs> oh, goodness. No, I was um, like, I was back, but I like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> But no, the reason why I bring that up is because the reason why there are so many high-quality women's wrestlers coming out of Australia, in my opinion at least, is because of Madison. Um, mm. Because she hated all that diva stuff so much where the women wouldn't get trained how to wrestle properly they were just there to look pretty and have you know they, right. they weren't there for the wrestling she really hated that so any any female students that come through our school she pushes twice as hard to make sure that they are good wrestlers before they get on shows but because they're treated like that you know they end up turning right. out a lot stronger and i think that's part of the reason why there tend to be so many quality women's wrestlers coming out of australia you know? there is a ton right now which is really really cool very mm-hmm. very cool well, yeah, they keep getting snatched up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear, like, uh, yeah, yeah. There's always like somebody new, and I'm like, oh, they're from Australia. I haven't even heard, like I hadn't heard of them, and then all of a sudden, boom, they're like, on you know, doing big stuff, which is cool. Yeah, like, so, uh, oh god, Rhea Ripley. Like, yeah, man. holy shit, she's great. That's she's fantastic. Insane. Doing WrestleMania with uh, Charlotte. Charlotte. That's <laughs> it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, it's just the whole thing's crazy. But anyway, man, thank you so much for uh, for being on the podcast and talking to us. No worries, my pleasure. Uh, thanks for having me. This has been fun. Of course, of course, man. Anytime. Um, so let's just let's just re plug all those things again. So Sunday comes out next Friday, May twenty two. 
Yep, May 22nd. Uh, Someday's coming out. If you follow me on Twitter, which is at Azuka Rock, or if you follow me on Instagram, which is at Azuka Rock, uh, I have some links up there where you can pre-save it on Spotify, and that helps me out tremendously on getting more uh, exposure for it because, you know, they may add it to, like, certain kind of playlists and stuff, which is cool. So I, I recommend you, you pre-save it if you use Spotify, but if you use iTunes, Apple, or uh, Google Play, you can also pre-order it as well. It's like 99 cents. And, um, you know, I just appreciate the, the support. This is, it's going to turn out to be the biggest uh, opening single that I've done so far. Um, you know, I've been really hitting the pavement trying to get the, uh, the word out there. And uh, the producer, Glass, you know, he's from Tasmania, and uh, he's a fantastic producer. He's done some really, really cool projects. And uh, we're going to put out that EP probably in a couple months here. It'll be like four or five songs. Someday he'll be on there as well. So I'm really excited about that. Talk and Shop. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, and myself. We're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash sock and shop. Check out Rocky Romero merch for your Rocky Romero merch options. I also just got a, I just got a, well, I just added about eight different shirts on to pro wrestling tees. So you can find it there as well. We'll have to get you on uh, wrestling wrestlermerch.com as well. It's uh, it's the Australian merch store that's taken over. So really, um, yeah, pretty pretty similar pro wrestling tees, except the advantage to a lot of Australian people is you don't have to pay international shipping. Oh, that's, that's the big just killer. Just put all my designs on there; that'll be cool. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't cost any money to 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 ship that money back over to you, man. So right, you get that. Um, yeah, I'm all about it. You know, I, I think that um, you know, Australia has so many great fans, and obviously, so many great wrestlers yourself included and uh and it's it's just been really cool to see the growth of uh you know the country and how much the fans are really fuck they fucking love wrestling you know there and uh you know we really saw it the last couple years when we we toured over there with new japan and i can't wait till we go back once you know we get over this whole situation and uh, you know, things kind of change and, and get back to somewhat of being normal. I, I, I do think that we'll be back, uh, you know, over to Australia pretty soon. Hey Amen. Anytime, anytime we can have you guys down here, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll, we'll get a yeah, Jack Bonza, Rocky Romero match. You know, Amen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you again so much for being on Rocky. I appreciate it. Bonza's coming for us all.